the Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. How crazy is it that I'm actually touching you right now? Hi. Guys, it's been, how long have we been through the pandemic? Like two, two, two and a half years. years. We have not. We've done it separately at each other's homes. Yeah. And now we're in this gorgeous home here in Palm Beach. And we have an amazing, beautiful guest with us that we met through a past guest, which is, we're going to shout out Sarah Akiba. Um, it's crazy because our community always grows and as we meet people, we end up connecting with other people. So I want to introduce you guys to Nikki Page. She's a certified integrative health coach. She specializes in intuitive well-being. Um, she's a yoga instructor and she lives in Miami. Um, she is also a podcast host. She has a podcast called Mastery of Self. Um, she has put her whole life on social media. She has opened up and shared her experiences on when it comes to um, well-being and nutrition, um, clean living. I really enjoy following her on social media. She opens up um, our minds to how to just shift our lifestyle and, you know, be better at our footprint, you know, here in the world. Um, she has, um, what I love is that she has experiences, um, and has the ability to surrender with the flow of life. Um, she says that the awakening of consciousness feels like it's her life's work. So welcome to the podcast, Nikki. Hi. Thank you. Grand rising. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me and for that beautiful introduction. Of course. Thank you. Um, just, I mean, look at her. No, her initial energy is just like, ah, like so calming. If you're not watching us on YouTube, yeah. she is in all white. And then her background is like serene, white couch, just very flowy. Good vibe. Good vibe. And I think you have some incense or something there. I see it. So you can see that. You're, you're, you're building up what, that good energy. What are you burning? Second. What are you, what's your burn of choice? So this one was recommended by someone who spent time in an ashram in India. I don't know the name, Mm -hmm. but he told me this one. Here's the link. You have to order it. It's amazing. And when I burn it, my energy aligns with whatever energy was cultivated when this was created. So it's really, really nice. I've never thought of burning incense in that sense. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to burn with purpose now. Yes. Everything is with <laughs> purpose. And this is the point of the podcast. We decided to invite Nikki to the podcast because we are on the go women. A lot of the women are business women, entrepreneurs. Um, and sometimes we need grounding. Sometimes we need to just pause um, and also listen to our bodies. We, you know, our bodies go through a lot and it's very much based on the what we give to our bodies, our nutrition. So I think it's important. I have tons of questions. But first, Nikki, tell us about growing up. How were you as a child? I've, I think it's always interesting to start off with people's beginnings. 
because then you start to realize like where they're at and how correlated that is, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I definitely think that who you are as a person is a direct reflection of the way in which you were raised. So you either pivot from, you know, the environment that you were brought up in or you stay in alignment with that. So there's so much truth to that for sure. Um, growing up was interesting. I was in a divorced family. So I lived with my dad since I was three. That's when they divorced. Um, mom was this beautiful, loving, fun, effervescent woman who probably was a little too wild and had a little too much fun. So I spent majority of my life with dad, who was a 400 pound, almost seven foot man with a size 16 shoe, <laughs> um, Jewish and Sicilian, very strong energy. I had cameras outside of my room in front of the window. I could speak on the phone for 30 minutes. As soon as the clock hit 30 minutes, he was like, hello, you need to get off the phone. I, it's been 30 minutes. Um, laundry was done on a certain day. Meals, I always helped cook, clean since I was five years old. So my upbringing was interesting. You know, I spent so much time with dad and a little bit of time with mom. So I saw a super strict upbringing through my dad and a wild, carefree, loving life uh, weekend with mom. So, yeah. Um, dad passed when I was 18 and mom passed, um, three years ago. Sorry to hear that. I know you, you always mention your parents on social. So, um, but I feel like that, that like yin yang of like that life maybe is exactly where you're at today, right? Like that's where you want to find that balance, right? Like it's interesting to see that that's how you were raised. And I could see some of that in, in some of the things that you share. So what led you to your life's work now? I know that when I first met you at that dinner with, um, that um, Sarah had, um, I think it was like three years ago. Oh, the woman's dinner? Yes. Okay. Um, you were like not in this space fully. I think you were probably in the search, maybe yeah. trying to align a little bit more to it. Um, I mean, your spirit, I could still read it and it's still the same spirit, but I think you were finding yourself at the moment. I think you were doing realty or I don't know if you're still doing that or, but now I see you have fully flourished. What, like what led you to want to transition into this life's work that you're doing now? Sure. Um, so in the healing process, I think we all reach a point in our life where we start to heal from past uh, traumas, pains, you know, I spent a lot of time in my 20s repressing the things that gave me pain. And it came to a point where I was fully ready to face that pain and that trauma and things that I had been carrying around, which instilled in me behaviors that didn't make me extremely proud when I laid my head on my pillow at night. So there came a point where I said, okay, I've been living a life um, that was um, I guess you could say socially acceptable. You know, you go to college, you party, you enjoy time with your friends, um, and you make money so you can pay your bills. And something didn't feel right. Um, my heart was not in real estate. And I noticed that the relationships that I had with friends were 
challenging. They were challenging. I was constantly um, kind of reaching a point where it didn't feel like it was flowing. So a lot shifted um, for me and a lot of reflection, a lot of solitude and time on my own. And I think slowly but surely, it started with me. It started with diet change. And then it started with supplements. And then it started with changing the products in my home. And when you start to heal yourself, you're then able to hold space for others. So long story short, um, now, you know, looking back on my life, healing the relationships that I had with my parents, they were both very, very sick in their own way. You know, my dad had diabetes and heart disease, and he was extremely overweight, very inflamed. He had very little energy throughout the day. Um, he stopped walking by the time I was, I think, 10. And my mom, she was um, an alcoholic, and she had one uh, little fall once, and she, from that point, was hooked on hydrocodone. Um, about, you know, she started a few a day, and by the time that she was, um, you know, on her, towards the end of her, her existence here on this earth in a physical body, um, she was probably up to 16 a day. So, you know, she was highly addicted to, um, to opioids as I know a lot of people unfortunately are. So healing that relationship with them, going through my own healing of who I wanted to be as a person kind of pulled me away from real estate and put me in a place where I wanted to help other people. And I knew that I had this inside of me where it wasn't self-serving. It was, it was almost servitude towards the greater goodness of this life and of the collective. So that's kind of how I ended up in wanting to help people through health. Um, now, you know, I'm certified in yoga, so I'm also teaching yoga, but yeah. So it, it, it's been an evolution for sure, just based on healing process. Yeah, I like that you said about the collective because it's true, well-being can't be just selfish. Like it can't just be like, oh, I just want to feel good for me because I think it's a ripple effect. Once you feel good, every, you know, everything you can impact so many people. Like you, when I last saw you at the other dinner, I mean, I, I think we've been to two dinners together. I was like, oh my God, I need your help. And she was like, so down to help. She's like, here's my chat, like my phone, text me whenever. Here's what you need. Because I do feel that I am going through like that process of like, I need to change my, my nutrition. Um, I feel not myself. So it is definitely well-being is for the collective. And that should be kind of where we all come from, right? Like when we want to search for well-being is to think about it as like, this is going to benefit not even just me, like generations of me, my kids, my kids, kids, everyone, you know, um, you definitely broke that generational curse of not being healthy right so now it's like you're you're building a new tomorrow for your future family which is beautiful beautifully said can you break down what exactly is intuitive well-being and total self-mastery yeah absolutely so i think it goes in alignment with you know my life's work as well which is well wellness and well-being um we are our own best healers our own best teachers. We are, we are a container of answers. Everything is within us. 
So you, whatever you're feeling in your life, you can go to a doctor, you can go to a friend, you can go to a guru, you can go to a priest, whatever, whoever you go to will have tips and tricks and guidance. But intuitively, you know everything that is within you. You have the guidance. And when you go to see someone, that is a reflection of the knowledge that you have within you. So they're reflecting things that you need to hear, that you need to understand. So well-being in an intuitive sense is really just honing in on the information that you already have coming into awareness with that. So that's something that I highly push upon people who are in my life. You know, doctors are for a reason, psychologists for a reason, everyone for a reason, supportive friends, support groups, et cetera. But you have to learn to trust yourself and that little voice that's within, because I promise you, God didn't make a mistake. Like you're here, you have the answers, you do. So that's intuitive well-being for me. And then um, self-mastery is something I've been working on in the last six months. Um, I realized that we go into life with the intention of mastering whatever it is that we set out to do. So it can be work, being a mom, being a good daughter, being an amazing girlfriend, being a wife, whatever role and occupation you take on as a, as a, as a being in this life, you truly feel like I want to master this. I want to be amazing at it. But how can you do that if you don't optimize yourself? If you don't every single day, take a moment, five minutes, maybe an hour in the morning to really take care of yourself and be the best version of you before you step out and do other things. And I've found that people, they do things and then they fail. It's not sustainable. You know, maybe their business isn't sustainable, the marriage, um, whatever it is. And in my opinion, it's because they've forgotten about the connection with self. They forgot to master themselves before they went into something else. Sustainable growth in life and anything that you do can only stem from the fact that you are sustainable in a relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. So what that looks like is making sure that you're you know, eating well, you're sleeping well, you're taking deep breaths. Take one right now, it feels so good just to inhale through the nose and exhale out of the mouth. It just feels so good. You know, I took that moment and I grounded myself. Um, learning, reading, being in nature, even for 10 minutes by yourself. This is self-mastery. This is, you know, allowing you to get closer to you. You need that. You need that. To show up better for others. Absolutely. That's what it's about. It starts with you and it extends to everyone else. Makes total sense. Now, how do you, what do you do to take care of yourself every day? Yeah, like I want to know what you're doing. Yeah, like, I need to wake up. And what do you do? Because I know you have rituals and things that you kind of like do, um, which are part of like the holistic health. Because like holistic health to me, tell me if I'm wrong, is like it's like the whole, like a whole thing. Like it's not just one part. It could be, you know, obviously your health, your nutrition, your mental, um, all of that, right? It's it's comprised of what holistic health means. It's not just like, oh, did I take my vitamins, you know? Right. Yeah. Holistic is from the earth. It's really like, um, it's back to basics, right? Holistic health. It's the supplements and the herbs that are from the earth. 
it's the the food that's from the earth whatever god gave us that's holistic mm-hmm. um so that's how i like to think of it and you you asked me about my my day yes. yeah like a, a day in the life of nikki what do you do so I, at this moment, don't have kids and I give reverence to anyone who has things that they need to take care of in the morning. I understand that not everyone can take an hour to themselves in the morning. I get that. So I keep that in the back of my mind, of course. But for example, for me, I wake up at 5 a.m. because I do have two little fur babies. You can see a few legs right behind yeah. me. <laughs> Um, and they're just like having someone to take care of, you know, they have a soul, they have a heart, they have feelings, they have needs, they have wants, they need to go to the bathroom, they need to be fed, they need to be loved. My dogs want love when they wake up, they want that, they, they look at me eye to eye, they connect with me and they're like, hello, I've been waiting all night, what are you doing now? So it is a responsibility of mine. So I wake up at 5, 5.30 so that I can take care of them the initial first half hour to 45 minutes. And then I start my day. So stretching for me is absolute key. Even if I only have five minutes, I don't care. That that five minutes, I'm allowing the oxygen to flow within my body. I have to stretch. And when you're 85, I promise you will be so thankful that you consistently stretch every single day because the agility and mobility that is within your body at 85, you can pick up a hairbrush, you know, you can reach for something and you're still... Uh, nimble it's this is life this is vitality so stretching in the morning 100 percent. okay we're writing it down stretching stretching (laughs) i'm horrible at stretching (laughs) it's so simple i mean you could do the most simple things but do it with breath do it with breath you know inhale Mm -hmm. exhale through that stretch you need that okay Um, so i take deep breaths i say affirmations everyone has a different situation but i really love affirmations i'm not good at meditating in the quiet so i need i close my eyes and i envision exactly how i want to feel and i say that out loud um it's different every day but it works for me uh lemon water in the morning um, hot or cold yeah i I was just gonna say that (laughs) hot or cold hot right hot hot okay It has to be hot because you know what? The digestion needs that warmth to get going in the morning. When you slept all night in the pool, probably in a cool room. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's slowed down. You need that warmth. Get the the juices flowing. Okay. But hold on. Because then I've also been hearing that first you have to take out all the toxins first, right? Out of your mouth from when you sleep. So do you do that first before the hot water and lemon? I wake up really thirsty, so I always go and drink like a cup of cold water. So I should probably stop doing that. You messed up already. I did. Yeah, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> I don't know, Nikki. Is she doing it wrong? We need help. <laughs> we need help. <laughs> don't we all? Um, I would do warm water instead. If okay. You could. Okay. It's I can. Because imagine it's like warm, like your organs, like the first thing you get. I would think, you know, it's like a little warm okay. cuddle for them. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like a cuddle, like a warm hug, like good morning with a warm hug. You're like, good morning, fucking cold water. <laughs> I know. I'm like downing <laughs> coffee, though. No, okay. but you're not the only one. I'm, yeah. I'm also, you know, I, I'm responsible for that. But it's good to know it's hot water. Oh, okay. Lemon water. And spring water. You want spring water? Spring. spring water. Warm spring water. Yes. Okay. How do you know if it's spring water or not? 
It's it's, it's the that bottle. spring, no? <laughs> I mean, honestly, water spring water. water. There you go. This episode is sponsored by Sephra Hills. Yeah. No, Sephra Hills, give us that check. <laughs> so, nah, no. It's sponsored by spring water. Okay. <laughs> but why spring water? Like, I'm just curious. Water quality is really important. So a lot of water has contaminants in it, microplastics, um, chemicals, and also your your organs when you drink water if it is not a high quality water we actually don't absorb the um hydration whatsoever and we just pee it right out so so our organs and our colon are still left dehydrated even though you're drinking bottles and bottles and bottles of water so Hmm. interesting that's why you want a really good high quality spring water and people who live near spring oh i'm so jealous i want that I want to go and collect my water. I would love, that would be my ideal. Yeah, I was going to ask you from the initial, are you originally from Miami or what area? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah? Oh, okay, okay. I was born in Orlando. I grew up in South Florida. But I I would definitely maybe want a place next to a spring, spend a lot of time there, collect huge glass bottles of spring water. You are definitely inspiring us. <laughs> Okay, so we got the stretching, affirmations, lemon hot water, yes. spring water. Now what? What else? Um, light Palo Santo and incense. Put on a little chill house vibes. Love my chill house vibes on Spotify. And Is that then, a playlist? Chill house vibes? Okay. Yes, yes. So, or I'll do Indian chill, or depending on the mood, maybe. Um, sound healing frequencies depends how I wake up you know my energy is different every day so I need to honor that in in whatever mood I'm in so you be honest you never wake up and you're just like oh I'm up okay what do I have to do I have a meeting oh my god the phone's ringing you never like mess up and like oh damn I used to be like that I I used to and I would wake up with a lot of anxiety and what I realized that I was doing was I was um allowing life to control me instead of being, you know, in observation of life. And so I have completely and dramatically changed that. Um, I would say maybe the shift has occurred over the last three to four years, but it, I think it's really important. You need that time in the morning. If you know you have a 6am meeting, unfortunately, wake up at 4.30, give yourself those 30 minutes of grounding. You know, people say they don't have time, but sometimes losing a little extra sleep to give the mind and the body and the soul that respect that it deserves, it will change your life. So maybe you wake up early. I wake up early, but I wake up like super depressed every morning. Why? I, and it's because I'm already like looking at my phone, thinking about all that crap that like happened at work or like what's going on, what I have to get done, what I need to do. So then, but it's funny because on the weekends, I don't wake up like that because I know I don't have to go to work. Mm. Interesting revelations <laughs> you to, you right now. Incorporate. No, I, I do the same. I wake up and like, oh, shit, I got to work, you know, but I've always wanted, I've always wanted to have that morning routine. Mm-hmm. But how do you do, how do you become disciplined to do that? Like, is it just something that you're like, it's like breathing. Like, I have to do this. This is Practice. part of, like, what I do. I have to say, self-discipline is the highest form of self-respect that you can ever have in this life. Mm-hmm. This is self-respect. 
It is. And if you don't have self-discipline, you almost have nothing. It's like saying, I'm in a relationship and I have no respect. It's not a relationship. And if you have a relationship with yourself, which is number one, you have to have that self-respect. You have to have the self-discipline. I think every single thing in my life, it goes back to watching my parents and how neglectful they were of their health, of their well-being, of their growth, of their healing, and seeing that every single decision that they made led them to exactly where they ended up. And that for me is such a reference point. I look back and I say, I need to have discipline because it will help give me a better foundation to make amazing decisions, to put me in places where I'm going to thrive and I will get fullness out of this life. I want to feel whole living. I don't want to feel anything less than that. So the discipline comes from having tasted the fullness of life. I don't want to not taste that anymore. You know, once you know, you don't want to, it's like having chocolate. Once you've had a bite of chocolate, you know, you can't not know how chocolate tastes. It's the same thing. Mm. Chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, this is, this is great. Um, Okay, so I'm sure there's a lot of people listening, and I'm also curious, and this is something that I, me and you talked about. Like, I feel like your body also tells you, alerts you of, you know, inflammation or anything else that may be kind of, like, off. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk to about detoxing. I know you are very um, knowledgeable yes. about it, and, and there might be some tips and tricks that you can give us uh, on if we want to kind of like recalibrate ourselves and do a detox, what do we do? How do we start? I know there's detoxes that I've bought before that are super expensive and they really didn't do nothing. And after three days I was starving and I just binged like again, discipline, but tell us how you approach detoxing. Yeah, sure. So within the integrative um, health that I'm studying, I, probably started because I wanted to learn to properly detox and cleanse the body. I realized through medical medium, I don't know if you guys follow him. Mm -mm. (gasps) I will. Actually, Kim Kardashian was talking about it. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I know Kardashian talk, but anyways, but she was talking about in the show. That's how Mm -hmm. I found out what a medical medium was. He just looked at her and was like, Oh, something's wrong with your like, Oh, liver yes. or okay, something. I know it. Yes. Okay. I know like what you're talking about. your liver is to something. And she's like, yeah. what? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yes. So that's medical medium. And he really is exactly what I was referring to earlier. He lives his life intuitive well-being. That's what he does. It's an intuitive guidance that is from within. He's not a doctor. He, you know, he, he says that. But um, intuitive guidance in terms of well-being is so real. So um, through so much research in the last five to six to seven years, um, I, I came to the point where I'm like, holy crap, cleanse to heal. You have to cleanse to heal. Like that's it. And in the last year, more specifically, I decided every single day I was gluten-free, dairy-free, meat-free, grain-free, nut-free, all the frees. And yet I was still bloated. Why am I still bloated all the time? Why do I look four months pregnant by the time I get to bed? Why do I have belching? Why do I have gaps? 
why do I have all of these things that make me feel uncomfortable? Why? So I decided this cannot be right. I go to the doctor. I do all the blood work. I do all the things. Well, by Western medicine, I'm in tip top, thank God, shape. It doesn't make sense. So then I go Eastern style. I, I see an amazing Chinese medicine doctor. He says, listen, you have viral infections. Not only that, but you need to go and get your colon cleansed. And I'm like, hmm, I've done a colon cleanse before once, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't, I did it one time and then I didn't go back. And what, and, and my entire point here is you have to cleanse the body once a month. You've got to do it. In the, in, in, in the world that we live in, with the mass agriculture and the chemicals and the glyphosate and the heavy metals and the viral infections, the pathogens, the bacteria, everything that is coming at us, you have to cleanse the body. Yes, the body can cleanse on its own. We have the ability to have stool, bowel movements, urine, so through the kidneys, our breath. We also exhale toxins and sweat. So those are the four ways that you can detox the body. Those ways work and, and our body knows what it's doing, but we have an unprecedented amount of chemicals and viral infections and things coming at us every single day. Not to mention, this cannot go unnoticed. The number one thing that makes us sick, stress. And we have more stress right now in this life because of the exposure of news and social media. We see things every single minute of every single day. It doesn't stop. We are constantly, our nervous system is constantly being reactivated, reactivated because we're just seeing and seeing and seeing. And when you get sick, let's say anything in your body is chilling. You have viral infections, you have bacteria. It's super normal. They live symbiotically in our bodies. It's normal. We've had this forever, but you have a little something in your system. You have weakness in your immune system. Then you get stressed. Whatever was sitting there on the brink is going to come to fruition. You have a traumatic incident come to fruition. You lose somebody, you lose a job, you go bankrupt. Something happens, a stressful incident occurs. So it can be an incident or it can be long standing stress, chronic stress. You know, you're just always in fight or flight mode. You're always concerned with what's going to happen next and how will I handle that? And, you know, living basically in the future while also kind of thinking about past, feeling shame, feeling guilt. So while I go off on a tangent, cleansing and detoxing the body, it also has to be the holy trinity. It's got to be the mind, body, and soul. You've got to have all three. So when you go to, to, to detox and cleanse once, once a month, you have to cleanse emotionally, meaning you have to sit down. You have to be like, I forgive myself. I forgive whomever. I release shame. I release fear. I release uh, guilt, all the things. Right, because those those serve as toxins to us, right? A hundred percent. Your environment, you know, you have stimulus from emotional component. That's the, that's that's it. It's like the most important thing is emotional, and then you've got the diet and the physical movement, of course. Um, tall tell signs that you need to detox and cleanse could be a number of things, but I would say the most prominent, popular ones: the bloating, um, the constipation the diarrhea, um, hair thinning, skin rashes, um, inability to sleep, irritable reactive behavior. You know, you're just always reacting. You're always irritable. You always feel frustrated, but why? 
you know, you're, you're, it's not normal to always feel this way. Um, so these things are obvious, you know, there's other things as well. Of course, post sinus drip, you've got the sinus nasal drip all the time, not normal. You eat something and, you know, you get itchy in the mouth, food intolerance. There's little things, you know, our body gives us little signs. So that you mentioned food intolerance. Um, I've just realized I I have so many allergies to food that I never had in my life. Mm -hmm. Is that a telltale sign? Because, I mean, it just happened to me. I, I just I'm 42, but it started to happen in my 40s. It started to happen to me. Thank you, baby. It happened to me in my 40s. And, and I was like, I was never allergic to anything. And it, and it just started I congestion in the morning, um, bloating. Um, yeah, you mentioned the rashes. I have some like in my eyelids. It's weird. And I went to the allergies like, yeah, you're intolerant. They did the whole test. You're intolerant to all these foods. You can't do dairy. You can't do this. You can't do that. But. I'm thinking maybe it's just stress. And I mean, I, I am a very anxious person, but if it's you crazy. Heal the gut, if you heal the gut, you can actually eliminate a lot of food intolerances. You can. Oh, really? An allergy is a lot different than an intolerance, right? So an allergy is like you eat something and you start to, to become swollen in the throat. You can't breathe. You need to have an EpiPen. Allergy is something that's usually for life. An intolerance, something that is developed because the liver, the gallbladder, and the gut are so inundated with toxins that they're not able to digest and and absorb and allocate the nutrients, the minerals, everything from the food the way that they properly need to. So it's just a matter of cleaning up the gut and uh, detoxing the liver and replenishing the minerals back in the body after you detox. Super important. People think a detox and a cleanse is removing the food and, oh, I'm just not going to eat this for a few days or I'm not going to drink that for a few days or whatever I'm doing for two weeks. No, it's really about, yeah, you want to remove a few things, but you want to start nourishing the body because the body needs so many minerals and and so much goodness to, to, to thrive. And I think that's where people... Um, have a misconception when it comes to detox and cleanse. Wow. I feel like we can do a whole episode yeah. on detoxing alone, but I'm sure that if, you know, at the end, we're, we're going to give you like where you can follow Nikki and she tells you exactly what to do for detoxing. And, uh, but yeah, I definitely need to do that. Yeah, me too. Um, But yeah, it, it feels a little bit like overwhelming all the things you have to do, but that one step at a time and we have to go with the flow and going into that i want you to talk to me about surrendering to the flow and how important it is for overall health yes yes this is super simple going with flow is something people say all the time which means to relax basically and just kind of let whatever's going to happen happen i like to say surrender to the flow because it's the now be present in the moment now. That's what surrender to the flow means. It means being in the now, not focusing on the past and not fearing the future. Being as present and aware of the now moment as you can and just surrender to that. This is where you are in this moment. This is the decision you've chosen. You're here right now. So I think that's really, really um 
it's almost like a way to remove inflammation from your life is being present Mm -hmm. because you don't stress as much and you're able to observe everything that's happening and really be the best version of yourself if you are present. You know, being in this moment with you guys, I'm connected to you. I can really understand what's happening and give you the best of me and hear everything that you're saying. So surrender to this moment, surrender to the flow of life. And when you surrender, it's like you you kind of surrender to also like knowing that everything's working for the best, right? For for your for your well-being. Like you just have to trust that everything's going to work out. Cuz the part of the worry is like, damn, is this going to work out? Yeah, wait, I keep hearing that. Is this going to work out or is this like going to happen or am I going to like not get that or what if something happens? All that worry it's it's is not trusting in the bigger picture which is that we're all going to be okay regardless a hundred percent that's exactly it i think when you surrender you have 100 percent faith right so even though for example the other day um you know i i was trying to pull into a parking spot and unfortunately i nicked with the front of my car you know the uh bumper no, the um, the curb. Mm-hmm. I, I nicked mm-hmm. it, right? And and so it's like I could be upset, but I'm just going to surrender. My dog is screaming. He's saying hi. <laughs> but I just surrender. I, there's nothing that I can do to change the moment that just happened. I cannot live in the past. I cannot change what just occurred. I can't. Even if I try, I I cannot. So surrender. Don't allow it, you know, to affect you. Don't react. Surrender. It happened. Okay, now what? Right? Or you're in a you're in the line at Whole Foods and something happened. Someone's rude. I cannot change the fact that that person was rude to me. I'm not going to allow it to control my future and what I'm about to do. I stay present. I surrender to the fact that they just had a moment. They had feels. It's okay, mm-hmm. and I let it flow. And it's just helped me so much because I used to try to control everything. I was a control freak. That's who I was as a person. It gave me so much anxiety and I feel like my quality of life was really not as it should be. Now that I have surrendered, I don't react. I'm human, of course, but for the most part, I keep it in my mind. I don't react and I don't try to control the outcome or the other person or the situation. I just surrender to it and I do my best. I observe and I do my best from that point. Do you feel like you're a control freak? So I was until I became a mom. And becoming a mom has made me surrender because I no longer, I'm no longer as reactive. I was, yeah, I'm no longer as reactive as I used to be. I have this beautiful chair that was um, given to me by my grandmother and I got it shipped here from Peru. So it's like a big deal for this chair. And my daughter climbed on it. I never let her go on it. She fell back with the chair and she broke it. And old Alex would have just flipped, flipped out. And like Ryan, like my husband stopped at his tracks and he looked at me like, "Uh oh, like she is going to lose it. And I just I picked it up and I was like, are you okay? She was fine. And I said, "Okay." I went into the room and I almost cried. But then I came out and I was fine. So I think that being a mom has also made me realize like how reactive I used to be and how I don't want her to see that side of me mm-hmm. and like you said why why like it's, it's not gonna fix anything it's not gonna fix a chair 
it's already broken. Like it is what it is. Absolutely. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And you? Me? Uh, uh, No, I'm not. I'm not a control freak. I mean, certain things maybe, but I'm not like I. I don't, I don't feel like you're a reactive person. Oh, reactive? I, uh, I could be. Yeah, I have a strong temper. Yeah. I know. No, I know you have a strong temper, but I feel like you're very, you're a calm person when things happen. Like you analyze. Mm, you don't think not so? all the time. <laughs> I really? wish I was that perfect. Uh, no. We got to work on it. Yeah, then. <laughs> we're working on it. Um, But no, I mean, but control, I don't need to have control of everything. That's uh, to me is like, no. It's okay. I can delegate. I can be like, hey, you do this, you do that. And no, I I'm, have a control issue for I sure. I don't need to be like on top of everything. Oh, Actually, I do. Okay. No, I don't. Yin yeah, I think you Yin do. and yang, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's a Virgo. What yeah. sign are you? Wait, we have to guess what sign she is. No, she, I'm... I. You have one, no idea? No, nothing. Not even a clue. Really? Yeah. She gives me... <laughs> okay, She's she, a water sign. She, are you a water sign? You know, you must be an earth sign. I don't no, know. No, she, she gives me cancer or Virgo. I'm a Libra. Oh, I should have known that. No, I would have never guessed Libra. Libra. That's like the last sign I would have guessed. Really? Yeah. She gives, yeah, she could, she gives me Libra vibes too. I just didn't think Libra. Yeah. I'm all, I'm air and fire. Mm. Mm. Mmm. So you like hot water. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's go into, um, supplements can you give us some like idea on what we can do to like strengthen our immune system i know we're like out of supposedly the pandemic but we still need to keep strong i mean covid is still out there so what do you take to strengthen your immune system that we can probably take note of definitely your core supplements b complex it's amazing the liver um Vitamin D, absolutely, but you need a sublingual vitamin D. You need that because it's easily absorbed by the body and it has to be mixed with K, uh, vitamin K. So it's vitamin D and K, um, sublingual. Uh, I love glutathione. It's not necessary, but I think if you can incorporate it, wonderful. What's it called? Um, glutathione, glutathione or glutamine. It's just great for the gut. This is a master antioxidant that the liver produces, Um, but because majority of us have very slow, sluggish liver, because it's so inundated with toxins, heavy metals, chemicals, et cetera, um, we are not producing as much glutathione in our bodies as we need. And this master antioxidant is just so important for us. So a lot of people do coffee enemas to um, produce, because when you do a coffee enema, it stimulates the glutathione production from the liver. Um, So a lot of people do that. Or you can get, I love once a month, you do, a, you do an IV. You do an IV of a super high dose vitamin C. Everyone can use vitamin C. This is amazing for the body. So um, super high dose vitamin C, glutathione, and uh, B-complex, this is a great IV. And if you don't do the IV, then you need a daily uh, vitamin, vitamin C. C, B-complex, vitamin D, and then the glutathione if you can. And vitamin K, you said. With vitamin yes. K. vitamin yeah. D. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, separately or to? Sorry, is it vitamin? Is it vitamin D that has vitamin K in it, or is it two separate supplements? It would be. Um, they are two separate vitamins, but you would get the one, the sublingual, that has both. So it Got would it. be the vitamin D K. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a thing of 
mixing it. Okay, cool. Okay, I take I take um B complex, vitamin D, and vitamin C. Yeah, I do vitamin D, vitamin C, and um, what else do I take? I do something else too, and yeah. I can't think of it right now. Magnesium, maybe. Yeah, magnesium. Mm. I do magnesium. Yeah, magnesium's okay. great. Okay, gotta add it. Now, you're doing so much great work out there with people and, and women that you're inspiring. I'm assuming like a lot of your followers are women. Is there any women that inspires you? Who is your mentor? Do you have somebody that you look up to now or or maybe not? Um, you know, I don't know if I have a mentor per se. I feel like I've kind of always been like a pioneer on my own. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the two women at my gym, uh, Pamela and Kaisa, because they have pushed me to a point in my life where I'm just a stronger version of myself. And they're so in my heart. Like I, I go and I see them every single day and they're hardworking. They are self-disciplined to the max. And I just, inspiring is not even the word. Like I, I just really love what they stand for as women. Um, so also my best friend, she's a mom of three under five. Oof, God under five. And she is absolutely phenomenal and incredible. And I just love her. So, you know, those people. And then of course my mom, you know, I, 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 I give so much reverence to my mom for who she was, because even though she had her habits, her addictions, the things that she did, I realized that she was doing what she wanted to do every single day. She wanted to drink. She wanted to, you know, be wild. She wanted to be free and crazy. I love that. Like, I love a woman who is just like, this is who I am and I own it. I want to be free. I want to be wild. I want to enjoy life. I want to get the fullness out of it. And just being unapologetically who they are. I think all women, you know, all women inspired me in, in, a, in, a, in a way. That's what I was just talking to Alex about that we feel or I feel like getting into my 40s. I am like, this is who I am, honey. Like, no apologies. Like, I give myself a lot more grace. You know, um, I don't really um, entertain energies that are not good for me. I'm, I'm OK if things end, whether it be friendships, anything that is not for me. You know, you just have to trust that you know that your life is working out the same way but i, I it came to me now it, it wasn't always like this because we we're always worried about oh my god what are they gonna say or you know or no i shouldn't do that because people are gonna tell me that i'm such a way or or people are pleasing you know but it's it's very it's very admirable to be that free so shout out to your mom yeah <laughs> now nikki what what has been your proudest moment thus far Every moment is my proudest moment. Every moment I stand in my truth and I just love that. There's been, you know, it's like if I, if I'm in this moment, I'm just so aware of like existing and being in full gratitude of being here. And I have opportunities to be better. I have opportunities to learn. I have opportunities to help people. Like every moment for me is amazing. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Some moments are painful. Some moments are shitty. But every moment for me that I am standing in myself, truly of who I am, it's a proud moment. Speaking of when it's difficult, what has been the most challenging? Mm. Facing myself has been the most challenging. Pacing? Facing? Facing. Oh. Facing myself. 
Yeah. What do you mean by that? Um, I came to realize all of my relationships with friends and uh, life partners, it's a mirror and I get triggered from, you know, past pain, trauma, what have you. Having to face myself and ask myself how, why am I triggered? What are, you know, the things I'm feeling? Why am I in pain? Um, I think that's the most challenging thing in life. You know, a lot of people think loss is challenging. Loss is a part of life. You know, I lost my parents and I've lost friends and such, but this is a part of life. I think the most challenging thing in this life for me is just facing myself and having to almost transcend, you know, the parts of myself that I want to evolve and grow and I want them to be better. Like every single day wanting to be better, that is for me the most challenging, absolutely. Yeah, it's self-awareness. Um, my therapist always tells me like, okay, every time I tell her something, okay, but why? Let's talk about why. Why do you do that? Journal about it. Like, let's get to the granular. Like, let's get like, why? It, like, do we have to go back to your childhood? Does Did this trigger something from like past things with your parents or your siblings or what? Like, it's really about like going deep because it's not just like we can accept what we do, but... In order to change and evolve, we have to really go deep into why we do it. So yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's where that yumminess of life is. It exists in those in in the depth. You know, that's how you get the most out of this life. It's like you've got to get in there, and you are able to separate. Like, okay, this is not me. This is probably my ego because I'm triggered about yes. this. Um, yes. So I'm not gonna go there. That behavior is not gonna be acceptable right now. But I'll, I'm going to give myself a little bit grace because you know what? I've been through some shit, but oh. I don't have to be that person anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's crazy how you have to like talk to yourself that way. Yeah. Self-awareness. Yes. Yes. And, and to your point about not being certain ways, there are versions of you that they die. And, you know, so many versions, death and rebirth, death and mm -hmm. rebirth to our fullness, like to who we are. It's just, have you ever looked at yourself in the past? You're like, wait, I don't even know. I yeah, even know. who was I? Well, Alex yeah. didn't yeah. want to even have kids. She yeah. was like, ew, mom, whatever. I, I thought kids were gross and dirty and dicks. I mean, <laughs> all kids are dicks still. <laughs> Every kid is a dick, but... But like I, I love kids now, and I never pictured myself being a mom. I surrendered <laughs> to be. And she's a great mom, and she's a present mom, and she does yeah. everything for her daughter. So, yeah, yeah. that that version of you, died, yeah, that honey. version of me doesn't exist. Like you wouldn't recognize me to who I was before and who I am now. It's crazy. Me too. Which is like never say never, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, how, how is it that you're using your social media to carry your message? Um, I think I'm just as transparent as possible and I'm as relatable as possible. And I allow people to really get nitty gritty with me. I am so persistent every single day. I put myself out there and whether I have 400 people to watch my story and I get 40 messages 
or I get one message and I have a hundred people watching or whatever it is, I don't care. I feel like the words and the messages that are within me, they need to be released. And I put them out there with full faith, truly. So yeah. That, and, and yeah. That, and that's her life's work. You have right. to share it. Absolutely. We have yeah. a voice, you know? So yeah. Social media can be a little bit scary for sure. And definitely intimidating and you have to really sift through and discern like is this real is this not real you know is this person being authentic and i stay as authentic as i absolutely impossibly can and that's like my true north you know that's how i know that it doesn't matter if i had so much um so many likes and and, and so many follows i don't care it's really about was i authentic if I was, then I know my message went exactly where it needed to go. That's how we work with the mm -hmm. podcast, too. It's mm -hmm. like, we're just going to do this. We're going to serve the community. There's going to be there's going to be tons of people that are going to listen to you that have never heard about you. And they're going to be impacted by this sit down alone. You know, it doesn't have to be millions of people. But hey, if you impact two to three, that's enough. And let me tell yeah. you, I do watch your stuff. And it's it is authentic. It is like. You keep it 100. And I think that's what people want nowadays. Yes. Yes. Not everyone can face the truth and not everyone wants to hear it. I understand that sometimes I say things that it's not digestible and people are like, come on, I'm not in the mood. Like I want to watch someone put on, um, you know, some lipstick and a cute outfit and throw on like some shoes and tell me how much they paid for. It. And that's okay. In every season of life, there is something for us. And so wherever I am in the season, I'm sharing that. Maybe in five years, I'll be in a different situation and I'll, I'll share my season then. But I just always want to share who I am and show up as I am. And I think that's the message because whoever that needs to get, you know, in connection to, it will. Yeah. If you show up, the people will come. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good quote. Um, where can people follow you? And I know you have a couple of an event coming up that maybe you want to share about. Yes. Sagamore Hotel, I'm teaching Thursday evenings at 6.30 yoga. Um, we do a little meditation. I have an amazing friend who's going to do sound bowl healing, sound therapy healing. Um, and on Instagram, they can follow me at Nikki Page, which is N-I-K-K-I-I-P-A-G-E. And I have my podcast, Mastery of Self. That Apple you're going to start doing more episodes, right? Yes. We can't wait. I think you have a lot to say. Thank you so much. Do one just on detoxing. Yes. Please. With pleasure. I mean, I can speak, <laughs> I can speak about detoxing forever. Forever. Yeah. It just keeps going. It's the never-ending you know, playlist in my head. Um, well, this was beautiful. I think we definitely surrendered to the flow during this conversation. Don't you think? I definitely so. <laughs> Right? Yeah, it was very angelic. I loved it. Very angelic. peaceful. Mm -hmm. Yes, Nikki. I always thought that since I met you, so I'm so glad that um, we were able to make this happen. So thank you for your um, time and for your beautiful an message. Thank it you. It was an honor. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Till next time, everyone. We'll see you soon. Um, and thanks for listening. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.